chuddy thing happened of the week, well it's not really chud, it's more like shameless grifting, was Suggsy's... Oh, the Insta got hacked. Ins- yeah, and yeah. obviously her TikTok is like yeah, completely that's... fucked, so yeah. that's a real shame, but I mean she got the Instagram back, so... She'll be fine, but it's, especially because it was just as one of her videos I'm watching, and it's always like that kind of like promo push. For movie. a minute I was like, oh, it was like, oh, new Tesla, I was like, hold on a minute, that's like... And I thought, what a games workshop salary before what she's doing. Surely there's no way she's bought a Tesla. I was like thinking, because they did the um, GW's um, annual uh, finance report, financial yeah, I statement. I saw that. And I saw, who was it? Um, what's the guy, X Games Workshop, that does the tournament stuff? Um, mm. I can't think of the name. No, neither am I, so that's not going to help you. Nice beard. He's been on, um, he's been on the pain phase. Anyway, he was talking about the pay scale. Yeah. And the bottom... It's like 21k, isn't it? Bottom 25% of people working in stores is the Games Workshop, which is also then stores. Yeah. It's 21k or just over. Top 25% on average is over 35. Yeah, which is still... That's, That's the top 25 average. What's the median... Because if you listen to us, we'll understand statistics. The me, the mean, the average is not the same yeah. as the median. The middle value must be fifth, no, forty. Even maybe? even that though, because you know how many like quite senior accountants and <sighs> kind of and developers are going to be working for Games Workshop at that level, and the kind Crazy. of going wage that's going to be on there. I mean, I, I do have friends and people that have worked in that area. But I'm scared to ask them. Yes, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, they're no longer working there, so I'm guessing it wasn't enough. <laughs> well, I before I did my PhD, I got asked by the area manager if I wanted to apply to be a manager at Game Social. I was like, go off for a PhD, not happening. <laughs> no. Um, well, you kind of like, when you're reading between the lines when you're listening to... Um, Especially like Peachy and the folks he gets on a painting phase, and they're kind of like talking around, like the, they're like doing three or four jobs at once. Oh, I know, right? And they're still like quite keen to leave and start like startup YouTube work money and like, supplementing okay. it with like doing freelance paint, you know, painting yeah. on the side. It's just like, and they'd be painting on the side for like the Perry. So I was just like, think this is madness. This is actual madness because, I mean, true. Apparently, GWCO is only earning. 52 times the salary of the lowest earning person <laughs> at Games Workshop, which which compared to other companies apparently is modest. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Anyway, if you're really into uh, socialism and the topics of how we need to start a class war, well, then welcome to uh, the Realm of Fire podcast. I'm one of the regular hosts, Chris. And I'm joined by my friend and new host for this, uh, Mark. Hello. Hello. Uh, obviously, if you listen to Dark Days Radio before, you understand that we like uh, war games, everything Warhammer, and talking shit about the Warhammer settings and other war games. Uh, we're going to try and keep the vibe as much as um, much in vain of the wonderful work that Brendan and Rob did with uh, the original incarnation of Realm of Fire. And the reason why it's been brought back is because after, after the pandemic, I'm finally back playing war games. And war games are fun again. War games are fun again. <laughs> like, like, because, well, I mean, do we... Uh, we're not going to start with talking about 10th edition because I've not even played <laughs> a game yet. But, um, but yeah, war games are fun again. There's a lot of cool shit out. And before we get into that, who the fuck are you? <laughs> What's um, your war gaming kind of, like, oh background? God, right. 
Oh, um, hi, I'm Mark. I'm um, Aquarius. And <laughs> <laughs> um, well, for like last, oof, t- f- uh, I almost aged myself. I, I started 40k and back in second ed. Yeah. Yeah, that beautiful box set with the monopause marines and which I have one of right here. I have got. The nineties Marine Challenge. I, I still have all mine, and I'm tempted to strip one. Because <laughs> I have one now to keep me uh, keep me humble. I have on my painting desk, which is one of my original Blood Angels, which is um, a really lovely, lumpy Blood Angels red. Oh wow! And like and, and really so technically orange. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's powerful. It's potent. Wow. But yeah, I'm, I'm, like most people, dropped in and out of Games Workshop as their price has scared me. Drifted back in just around uh, Dark Imperium time. Oh. Uh, kind of got lured in by that box set because it's quite pretty. So you had a break between the year 1990. <laughs> I, I stuck it out for a while, kind of coming in and out, and, but it's mainly been hovering around. Yeah. Like two or three factions like Dark Elder and Eldar for falling off whenever I kind of. Someone someone mentions it. It's, it's that. You never clean a Warhammer. No, you never. It's, no, it's, plastic crack never leaves your bloodstream. And someone mentions it at a party or something, and just you, you think you're going, well, I've, still, I've still got those in a box somewhere in my cupboard. Maybe I could just yeah dig them out and just see if I, which of my paints are not dried up. You know, just 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 the first one, it'd be fine. Well, if they're one. the if they're the hex bottles, they won't have dried out on those ones. Mm. Um, whereas if they're the bullet shell casing ones, they, they will have they got, they, dried they out. They were gone. They were. <laughs> <laughs> they're terrible. <laughs> I remember when they came in when I was they, that was. That was third edition. Yeah, so yeah. they carried on until while I was still working at Games. King awful. Yeah. We just had to keep like you'd open up the the shop carry case of paint. You'd be like, well, that's another paint dry, and then another one, another one. You'd be like replacing ten almost a month. Maybe yeah, they just did not seal properly. It was, it was yeah. Well, I mean. Encourage people to keep their painting ranger mobile and agile. Oh yeah, <laughs> and plus, what was it? The because they said on the paint face, the um, the plastics for the pot were actually uh, porous. Yeah, I was just like, what? <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, um, so so yeah, so second edition. Yeah, drift along. into third. Yeah, third or fourth. Yeah, Chikari. So yeah, tailed off fourth. Got back in briefly around sixth or seventh. Yeah. Because a friend of mine, because I was living down in Chalon for a while, and a friend of mine was kind of gently nudging me, and I made the awful mistake, because you shouldn't do this to a friend, I bought a Grey Knight's Army. It has no motive. The only thing we know for sure is that he's not a vegetarian. <laughs> and these poor orcs. God. Because <laughs> I, I am by no means a power gamer, and I do not enjoy that side of the game, and I do not enjoy like kind of that kind of thing, but I just, I got what I thought was cool for a Grey Knight's Army in like, like fifth, sixth, whatever the review that was, and that was like height of the wow. Matt, Matt Ward awfulness, where it's just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those, those cybolts on everything just tearing through his poor orcs, and yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. And did you ever dabble with any of the other systems? Um, a lot of Necromunda, adore Necromunda, and a lot of fancy battle as well. Yeah. A bit of Mordheim back in the day, but it was always 40k that kept Yeah. Cool. And then if everyone's, well, God, this is like repeating ad nauseum where I began. So yeah, second edition, a friend got it for Christmas, uh, so that would be 1994. Gosh. And then played that a little bit. That wasn't my first actual purchases, though. It wasn't 40k. It was actually Epic. It was the Epic Eldar Legion. Back when it was £5 for four sprues of Eldar. I remember those cute little boxes that, like, 
Yeah. All it was was Zelda Guardians and, yeah. Falcon, and Falcon Grav Tanks. Like, oh, the little shoebox ones. Uh, yeah, one of those. Um, and, then, and then I basically saved up with my uh, part-time work. Um, I say part, part-time, like, like I was working nine to five when I was like in, in 50. The no, but you know, after school job. Um, I wasn't in the pits. It was, it was Herefordshire, so I'd be like... <laughs> on the farms, picking tigers. Yeah, and killing orcs. Um <laughs> Down, down the way of Shobden, Kington, Kington's deepest, darkest, uh, worst part of uh, Herefordshire. Um, no, the um, so because so, Tyrannids were new. Like if you think about when that that was, so I saved up and got. Uh, I bought what at the time was a hundred pounds worth of Tyrannid, which was actually quite a fucking lot because that was like a codex, and then if you buy all the metals you require, the gene sealers and and uh, termagants came free because it was something like spend 40 quid get a five pound box for yeah. free so you do that enough and you ended up with you know enough termagants and gene stealers to shake a stick at uh and that was my first proper 40k army i think, um, I think there's a whole portion of the audience that are like younger than us that would never believe the games worship is to do sales yeah i know right? <laughs> in office <laughs> uh and then after that obviously yeah epic Space Marine, uh, Epic Titan Legions, I had an Elder Army, Necromunda, I had a Spira gang, because I was a dickhead. <laughs> Spiras, I miss. Um, and then Warhammer, I collected a Chaos Army, and that was when they brought out the multi-part Chaos, who just did not rank up and really uh, hunched over. Yeah, the really weird ones with the... Like, it was fucking like awful. One of the first multi-part fantasy kits. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember those. And they were fucking awful. Yeah. Uh, the Marauders were pretty good miniatures. I mean, they're still in rotation, yeah, yeah. which is ridiculous. So those miniatures are like, what, almost, almost 30 years old. Um, and then... Went to university, worked at Games Workshop, built two, bought too many other armies. Tau, they were new on the block. Um, Tomb King's army. Because do you still have that? Because if you have no, it, I, I wish I did. I wish I had everything from them because a Tomb King's army would be perfect right now. Uh, and then um, yeah, and I think after that it's like you know you just get burnt out working at Games Workshop with like you know you. Collect it because I had a Chaos Army and Nurgle Army and shit like that. It's just like got and then dabbled with other things, so confrontation, yeah. uh, war machine, and then had a, a break for a while and then got back in while I was in Germany with uh, War Machine third edition, or would it be second? Second, third, I lose track, but it was only brought out the, ro- the second end of the roleplay, and then it's just been okay. since then like spending more and more of my uh, salary on plastic shit and, and um, just the audience at home Chris is looking at a pile of box sets that's about half my height so uh, yeah there's uh, <laughs> a box of Gork Morka that I got pristine off eBay for 40 quid that is one of my a favorite, few years back that is one of my favourite games workshop games haven't they? I think it'd be really good with the new Necromunda turn sequence mm. it would work much better um, one thing because I've also got somewhere Gangs of Kamora mm. that we've played that that's really good yeah, fun it's quite a nice little game that. and of course most importantly and which is our I think might when we get to the next topic is Warcry which I fucking love um, so game update like what the fuck have you been playing mainly Horus Heresy 2nd edition so 
That's based on 7th Ed? 40k? It's two steps removed at this point, because the first edition of Horus Heresy was an updated version of 7th Ed rules. And now this is an updated version of that, with a few extra bits on top, a few refinements, and a alternating reaction mechanic, which is... Right. Like each of the phases, you can take one or two actions during the opponent's turn. Okay. Which is... It, when it works, it's really nice, and it keeps the game dynamic. It keeps you paying attention during the opponent's turn. There's a lot of strategy there on both sides where you're trying to bait certain units to react so you can only get okay. with the ones and things yeah. like that. It gets, when it works, it's really fun. And, I mean, Games Workshop being Games Workshop is not perfect. and some, so, some of them are way overbalanced, and some factions have got ways of cheesing that out and just do it's way too many but it's it's really fun um like if, as long as you're not trying to play it too seriously and you're kind of playing it with friends or as part yeah. of a narrative campaign it's working really nicely yeah okay so that's that's your main crack yeah uh and then my obsession for the last oh my god we've been it's obviously when you have actual lives running a campaign takes much longer uh but yeah necromunda has been really fun really vicious um so i've been running my enforcer gang they've been executing people quite happily i've got to kill a few more people so i can be i'm almost at the top of the ranking of killed the most enemy gangers uh i feel like quite a lot of american police departments have similar statistics they're running in the background oh yeah yeah i mean they just don't have bolt guns fortunately um, but yeah, it's it's really been a lot of good fun. There's I'm kind of like getting into the mood of where to introduce like the more narrative scenarios because yeah. it's one of those things like you go, oh, is that going to be a bit unbalanced or is that going to be a bit unfair to one of the games? Kind of like it's Necromunda. It's nothing is balanced in that game because there's so many options. Balance is meaningless. <laughs> it's like complete nonsense. So does it reach a Zen state though, where because nothing is balanced, everything is? <laughs> Yeah, because it can it, like when heresy works because there's so many random units in that that are just ridiculous. But as long as nobody's trying to cheese it out and everyone's just kind of taking things that looks fun, kind of balances I'll out. I'll tell you what I around. fucking hate though is House Corridor. They can go fu- they so Ian's House Corridor can go in the fucking bin um, <laughs> because. But one thing's for certain: we could get bigger guns. It ain't no pushover. You've got because I was. Because their their favourite weapon is flamers, and some of them will have flame weapons with fuel, and some of them will have one shot flame. And so you just get flame templates across the fucking board, and everyone in your gang is either getting pinned or set on fire, which basically means they run round in a random direction, then go pinned as you try and roll to see if they get the flames put out. And just no fuck that shit. So whenever I've been up against that gang, I. I'm pretty adamant that I will grenade the fuck out of them in the future because I have upgraded... Because we're at the halfway point in the campaign. So we've done 250 credits, you know, to, to spend on extra gangers. I bought one ganger. He has a big fucking shield. He has a shock maul. I spent the rest of the credits on rebreathers and infrasight so I can smoke grenade and snipe people because that's cool. And then my vehicle, because we're, we're, okay. we, we've spent 400 credits each going to, on vehicles and shit. So uh, I've bought a rock grinder <laughs> with an auto, with a twin-linked auto cannon, because I'm just like, sod this. If I see 
and House Corder, I will fuck their shit up. You, I'm guessing you're pulling the scenarios out into the ash waste now, because I can't imagine you're driving rock grinder through the... Oh, no, we're going into the ash waste. <laughs> so we're going to have a mix of missions that are... in. So we're, we're playing this idea like the, a, a bit of Necromunda has been reopened, rediscovered, and then they've discovered the, the gate that leads into the wastes. So there's now a new uh, trade route. And so the enforcers are obviously having to like go... Pay your taxes, because obviously. Um, and everyone else is like, fuck that shit. So we're going to do uh, a first narrative scenario. It's going to be a road race to apparently some archaeotech. So it's a rolling road scenario. There's going to be oh, nice. rock grinders and, you know, I don't know what the squat... Um, Colin's squats are going to be driving in. Mostly a rock grinder. I think everyone's going rock grinders, while also some of the quarter have got those um, leggy dune walkers. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the um, I don't know what the Esho... I'm sure the Esho will have something fun to drive around in, like something fast. I mean, those jet bike models are real cute. They are pretty <laughs> sweet. Um, and then, of course, the, the uh, Ashways Nomads um, are going to be chasing them all on their little um, giant fleas. Is this just a long con for you to kind of gradually switch this into a game of Gokamoka, though? Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just less and less terrain well, in these it's, games. It's surprising, because I've, I've read over the rules for, ne- for the vehicle rules for Necromunda. It's actually, a, it's actually simpler than Gokamoka, yeah. which is interesting um so yeah that's that's gaming other than and it, i think it will kind of bring us into the the main one of the main topics we played warcry we did Real so nice. we should talk about warcry so what do you like about warcry i like the fact that you were able to show me the rules in about 20 minutes and i felt like I... yeah it's literally <laughs> your third activation you were like i know how this game works like in comparison, I'm on my second long-term campaign of Horus Heresy Second Edition. I still, <laughs> still like I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, whereas like Necromunda, you can be on your tenth fucking game of it and still be like, "How does Knockback work?" I'm still confused on Knockback. I'm still confused on Blaze. I have to check it. But now we have the 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 giant piece of armor the necromunda rule book it's much it, improvised weapon yeah yeah they have done we'll get to that though and everything <laughs> but yeah warcry so obviously there's a new intro box coming out for it which i think is pretty cool because they've just reboxed to underworld's warbands yes, which i'm glad they're doing because those warbands are getting real hard to get hold of now i've got the was it zandir's no it's not zandir they're not curse breakers what is it zandir's no. The Stormcast one. Yeah. <laughs> something, something. <laughs> All the Stormcast-like factions. I've got um, uh, the part work Stormbringer. Yeah. Stormbringer. So I've got them, and I've already got the vampires, so it's like, okay. No, I think I might pick it up, because I don't have any of... The, I've got the Warcry callbook from a while ago, but I don't have any of the start stuff. I don't have any dice or anything, so... Yeah. And I've got those vampires, because I have a, I have a Soulblight army for Sigmar anyway, so... Sweet. So that'll merge in quite nicely. That'll be really fun. That, that's a lot of different warbands to yeah. do with it. Yeah. That is... But pretty cool. I am definitely being the uh, Flesh Eater Cost fa- faction now when it's getting released on its own next week. Because mm. those models are gorgeous. So, yeah, so Warcry you can learn in no time. But how... Because I've been trying to re- really nail down mechanically why it feels different to any other GW game. It's... Or any other war game generally. Mm, it's got a lot in common with Frostgrave and Stargrave, which are like war game tabletop versions of RPGs with a lot of the RPG stuff taken out. Like the, it feels the choices it makes are clever. Yeah. And the the way they 
stats cards are laid out is really nice, and the, the double system is really intuitive and nice. It's, it's basically a lot of really smart decisions built around a nice, solid, but simple framework. Yeah, that's why I feel like it could be the basis for quite a few other games yeah, in the future. Definitely. definitely. Like, I, like and it, I've not played much of the new Kill Team. No, I've not even touched it yet. Yeah. And I've got, like, four fucking Kill Teams. I mean, if I, if I start shaking all my um, really useful storage boxes, I'm going to be able to get a few kill teams out of it. But. I w- no, I sh- we should play it, and but I keep looking at it, and I'm like thinking, why isn't this kind of like... Because it has, it has again, like the fighters that have multiple wounds. Like, yeah. I say multiple wounds, they actually have like hit points. Yeah. I have action points. So actually, in that respect, it's a bit more than... Like, fighters can have more actions even than, than in Warcraft, but I'm... There's something that's not gelling with me, and I don't know what it is. I mean, it's so stupid, but for me, when I was looking at the new kill team, just the abstraction of the ranges and mm-hmm. the hit rules with colours and shapes, it's... I know as I play it, it's going to be fine when I bring on click around it, but just see that on paper, my poor ADHD brain just looks at that and goes, that, that, yeah. that, that, that would be better if it was in Japanese. <laughs> I, I was, like, wondering whether that's... I've been trying to think of why they went with that and I've been most of their choices recently for their specialist games have been to save money on print costs because that's one of their biggest expenditures yeah so if they can cut corners for printing for foreign language copies that's well that's why Warcry has because you only have to replace that in a pack the abilities card and that's staggering that thought process but yeah Warcry I I always keep coming back to it and it's like you know in Necromundi when you get someone gets wounded they're on the ground or dead. Pretty much. Multi-wound people in Necromunda are pretty special. 40k, again, most things are one wound and dead. Unless they're a marine, two wounds doesn't really make much difference because there's multi-damage weapons out there. Or lots of guns at once. And big monsters. And Warhammer, again, well I say Warhammer, Age of Sigma again, is kind of that vibe. But Warcry just feels really like you can't it's pretty hard to one-shot yeah. someone. And they're still a useful... They're still useful. And the other thing is, there's with Warcrimes, you can do stuff where even a move into engaging someone is meaningful, and that seems really... Doesn't seem Warhammer, no, if that makes sense. Now, there's a few bits around it that don't play into how Games Workshop normally their games, which, I mean, this is someone that loves a lot of Games Workshop games, but to be reductive, a lot of them are coin flip. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could replace a lot of mechanics in most 40k games or most games which are games with a coin flip, and it wouldn't really change much. And that's that's one of the reasons I don't enjoy Gears Workshop games for like a tournament setting because it yeah. just it feels you just having to min max the edge cases they didn't take into consideration just to make just to wait those coin flips, and that's all that kind of play usually comes down to in the end. Whereas like stuff like this, and even Underworlds does it to a degree because the, there's very little penalty for death; it's just a reward for your opponent. It's mitigating that coin flip to be it's more about your positioning and the objective of the game yeah and, and especially because both of those games they tie down things like the, the the position of the tabletop and like the missions are sort of all preset and pre-written and one would hope somewhat balanced yeah and it's it's all that playing into that way it's just less of less of that which is silly because most every game I play has got dice in it and every game has that kind of random element but it's it's mitigating that somewhat yeah it's I think you get it I don't know, maybe Warcry feels less... Oh, I'm, trying to th- I'm trying to think, like, when it's when you get the spikes of of the damage or, or whatever you're doing, it feels more of a, of a moment. Yeah. Because it's that one fighter suddenly spiking the damage. You're like, oh, wow, they just... They actually 
kill that person in one go. It's and I think that's there's there's just something about also about how they've baked combat down to one role, and it's that balance between the strength, toughness, and then how many wounds it's got versus how much damage. It's just it's such a it's so hard to still grasp how they they got that balance right because it is. And again, you listen to Peachy wax lyrical about it. It's fucking great. Yeah, it really is. And the fact that you can actually play with the all the downloads, you can play any faction with pretty much all the models that are available right now is is madness. I find it like you can also play like you know the oh, I'm trying to think of the thing. What's the stormcast thing on the the Griff? Charger, yeah, basically, yeah. like you can fucking field them. I'm like, <laughs> that's a a massive model in Age of Sigma, but you can field it as like a 200 point to something like 250 points for your army. I'm like, or or even crazier, you could go, you know, you're playing vampire counts, you could have in there a um, your undead dragon if you wanted. Well, I'm looking for that uh, flesh eater cost box set, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, shit, you do get the um, yeah. the Terragast. Oh wow! Yeah, flip. so you're getting the so you're getting the starter for the flesh eater. Um, um, because I've been wanting to start a flesh eater courts force for Sigma for years, but the monsters models can bust. Mm. Um, there's I wanted to get the Underworlds box set, um, the force, because that's that's beautiful, like most of the Underworlds little gangs are. But that is no longer available anywhere. Bollocks! Because Games Workshop have done quite a good job of as the scenes have rolled out of Underworlds and the box sets are no longer available. They just quietly put those sprues in as faction expansions and on yeah. made to order or made on uh, available on website and they've just not done that with these mm. um, which means they are now gone and going for like 60-70 quid on eBay <laughs> which I am not that fussed for for like five models so no that's really bad but uh, think, yeah like um, I'm going to get that start collecting while it's still available because those old start collectings are really good value for money still <laughs> oh god again um, yeah so any other like Hot takes on Warcry from your limited play of it. Oh, my, my grand total one game and then read the rulebook. It's it's just real nice. It's just it's streamlined and straightforward. But yeah, it, it's it does. I mean, Games Workshop do this a lot, where they a lot of their games feel like a response to other other um, companies' yeah. games. And when you see that, you kind of things click into place a bit. And I, yeah. it's pretty obvious that someone's either had a go on Stargrave or Frostgrave, and I'm like, this is good, but what can we do with this? Or or they've just finally played. Like a fifth edition or something for a bit, <laughs> and go like, okay, activation is quite nice. I mean, like two activation rounds, but mm. but we, we've had these rules in like like uh, Space Hulk had uh, activation yeah. points and always has, which is I haven't. I've got a box of Space Hulk and I've not played it. In, like I've not actually played that edition. <laughs> I just have it because I painted it. I think I've, I had the box set of the second second edition Space Hulk and we played that to death. And yeah, we like making. Making our own, like, me and my brother and all our friends made, like, our own little spin-off rules of that, where, <laughs> like, basically a death match, where everyone got two models. Well, funnily enough, when we were playing Necromunda back in the olden days, uh, my mate had also set the second edition of Space Hulk, and we... No, actually, no, it was the first edition of Space Hulk, and we used that for tunnel fighting yeah. for Necromunda, so it's funny what happens in the end. What goes around comes around, it's always there. Um, right, 40k. Uh, what is your... First impressions of 40k then? <laughs> well, I think it's gonna go far. I think it's gonna go well. I've, I've heard good things about these um, these space marines. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the vital looks. I've got the the rule book. It looks, yeah, it's gorgeous. And like just flicking through the rules, they look nice. It's, I'm not a geek. Uh, I tried. Re- I tried actually absorbing the rules and realised that 
the heresy rules are falling out of my brain the same rate I was putting in 10th edition rules yeah <laughs> it turns out having like very similar games that are just a few editions apart sort of loading your brain it gets I will hard. say it's been easier to read than than the previous edition yeah. and I, I had the rule books only for the previous edition I just never had the there was never an inclination to actually like get stuff together to play it and I don't know why it was just there was something about it that felt kind of impenetrable with all the stratagems. I was about to say, if you're just having a mess around game with someone that doesn't know how to play and you're just showing the basic, it's fine, it's like every game of 40k, but the second you start doing the stratagems and the relics and layers of stuff on top, it's just... Whereas they've really, they seem to have like gone, here's the generics, and you literally have, what, three, no, you have like three or four stratagems per army, and you pick if you want to use those with it, you have to pick like two or something. Yeah. Like you have, to, so it, it feels like you have to make meaningful choices to a degree. But, but they're not going to dominate the game. But this, it's the weird thing around the fact that um, weapon options aren't really costed anymore in units. Yeah, right? because now there's no reason not to just go max on everything that's remotely good, and that's going against. I mean, this is like just because we played for so long, it feels wrong. That does feel wrong, <laughs> and especially because all my armies I have, I now have to like look and go. Oh, do I want to put lightning class? Really but isn't <laughs> isn't that the isn't the rub of that that in a tournament anyway? If I, mean, I would say this for tournament players, you would having everything with like the what you consider the best option. There's always going to be a there's always going to be encounters where those aren't actually the best option because you're going to be like. You've put lightning claws on terminators, but surely having a lot more guns would have been better. Or I think with most of these, there's going to be we're going to be specking them for the use that they are best at, stats wise, and then rinsing that by attaching characters that give buffs to that, and yeah. then putting that in a scenario where it's combating fighting something that's going to debuff from adjacent units. It's it's one of the frustrating things about Age of Sigmar. I can get out of kind of be a hammer is that it's all about overlapping buffs and debuffs. Yeah, and kind of. I mean, all war games come down to putting the right tool against the the your, your optimal victim, and then just chaining that enough of your units to have an advantage. But it feels like again, this is it's minimal like use of this because I've only played a goddamn game. But it does feel <laughs> like it's very heightened with this, especially the way the points are done now because you punish you. You have to have your very set unit of like big chunks like five, ten, whatever. You have to, and then your weapon choices are: Do you want to have all of the best gun? Or all of the best sword. Oh, this is a. He's got plus three to, sh to sort of fight it, so I'm gonna give him all the best sword. Uh, yeah. And that's kind of getting away from some of the more broken stuff, which will get patched, I'm sure. Like, I don't know if you've seen anything about the um, the towering rule, where certain units like uh, knights and titans have got. <laughs> basically, the towering rule eliminates cover. Yeah. So. Pretty much every Eldar player now is just taking three knights. Jesus fucking dele Christ. Deleting everything from the table. <laughs> it's just... That's bonkers. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. really I, like, two terrible. Of my, two of my friends had like quite serious games all of the weekend. They're both like, complaining about having to fight three Wraith Knights. I was like, oh, it's well, like back in 6th and 7th edition. It's great. I say, <laughs> turning to my cupboard of nonsense over here, we will have to get a game in because we can do Combat Patrol. Do you have a, anything that counts yeah, as combat yeah, patrol? Yeah, I've got a Dark Angels combat patrol. Uh, as in the current box? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I've got I've got a Dark Angels army and I can build... I've got the units that, that go in the combat patrol, so... Because we can field the uh, Sisters of Battle. Nice. There we go. Yeah, very cute. And I've got the Necrons to finish off because I've got the... 
what do you call it? Tripody, Death Walking. Treyarch, Death Stalk. I can't. And I've got the other leader <laughs> unit that you need for them. So that's the uh, plan. I've built the Tyranid Combat Patrol from Leviathan and the Carnifex, which is amazing. I just, yeah, it's like, I, I feel, because also the way units presented feels better because now you, because you do realise, I think, obviously with Age, Age of Sigma Militia, it's like showing the ballistic skill or the weapon skill separate to yeah. the weapon became really redundant. It's not like Necromunda, so... No, I, I do like the, the data slates that they have. Oh, yeah, they yeah. are beautifully laid out and they kind of make sense and... Not actually bought in the index card packs, but when I when I when what I, you mean the the space ring doorstop, <laughs> which weren't like most weren't like some of those almost on day one like yeah and like errated and and they've, they've just delisted about half that range now. I'm a like if you bought any of the recent space ring codex for the last couple of editions, they've been getting thicker and thicker and they're not not so much thinner than the uh, Necromunda rulebook last yeah. one. Yeah, but like I am astounded they didn't do this like two or three months ago. I think the only reason they did it is because if they'd led into Leviathan by getting rid of half of the um, classic marines... Kicked up a shit, wouldn't they? a shit storm. But it's, it is kind but of like, nice. But, like, it has to... I mean, they have to reduce... They can't support the range indefinitely. And it's like... Uh, I, I yeah. do have to wonder how much of um, Games Workshop's plastic, like, warehouse space is taken up just by space marine models. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> like, how much of like maintaining that because they've had to because apparently people buy this stuff like the old miniatures still um, gets in the way of like stocking and manufacturing like, like, like shit people want that like, goes like, like, my, like my Underworlds uh, thing that I was just completely found able to get. Yeah, right. right. Like, um, that's like one little spruce this big. <laughs> uh, so yeah, maybe that that's the point. That so that's 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 the point. That, it, that's the that's the key. Games which will keep shit in stock if they stop manufacturing space and marines. And in, in like five years' time, Chris, they'll bring out a new box set. It'll be Horus Heresy version three, the Scouring, and they'll bring back all these classic, oh uh, uh, yeah, classic um, like space marine models yeah. and repackage them, slap an extra zero on the price of them all because there'll be inflation be tw- like two hundred times over that much. And everyone's like, wow, I can't believe I get a chance Does to... Does Horus Heresy have a, an infl- have a proper Horus Heresy tax on it compared to main, mainline 40k? not that bad. Oh, thank it's fuck. just the boxes are bigger, so you pay more. <laughs> wow. I mean, you, spe- you can spend, like, the RRP for all the box sets is 50 quid, but you're getting 20 marines in there, so it does wow. it balances out, but you are spending 50 quid in a box of space marines. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, yeah, so we need to organise a game, and so we can actually talk about 40k rather than having hot takes about it. But, I mean, I do find it easier to look at, and the stuff I do like about the turn is, like, was it Endless Swarm on Termigans? It feels characterful, so... Oh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, if they can keep to their, you know, one rule in, one rule out, I want to see how long that lasts for. It never does. Cause every, it won't, no. Every single edition, like, oh, it's got streamlined elegance, it's going to be simple, and then, like, but we're going to add this mechanic on top. And then by the end, it's always, it's always seventh edition, I think it was seventh, like, basically, like, well, if you take this build, you get half your army free. And if you don't, <laughs> yeah. if you don't take that, like, I, I think my poor Admaker army um, was, yeah, I think about 30% of my army was just basically for free. So anyone, wow. anyone who was playing that didn't have the, I can't remember what they called, the formations that gave you that free stuff, it's like, well, you're basically having a 30% point disadvantage. And <sighs> that, that was just, yeah. I will say the, the the whole reason why why I've really not wanted to play Age of Sigma recently is the same problem. Like, yeah. you open up a, a book, and it's like, what is it? You, you choose your warlord. Yeah. No, you choose your army. So there's a whole list of abilities you pick one of from yeah. there. Then you choose the fa- sub-faction of your yeah. army. 
So let's say you do Stormcast, then you choose Celestial Warbringers, so there's another ability. Then you choose your Warlord, who has to have an ability, uh, might have an ability choice, or like you pick a relic or a s weapon for, and you do that for every hero. Yeah. And then you got to choose the spells for your wizards. Yeah. And then... If you've built your army to a certain way that fits with one of the formations, then you get bonuses. But <sighs> yeah, I think the best way of playing a lot of these games, if you just wanted to put someone on the table, is just to say, hey, we're we just going to play with either yeah. factions or sub-factions, and then you just do that and it's fine. I say this, because I've got like literally 2,000 points of Stormcast and, and, and Night Haunts. And... Yeah, I've got loads of death. I want to bring my Night Haunts, I want to bring my Soul. Well, this is why we play Warcry. And our answer is, this is why you play Warcry, because Warcry lets you play with every fucking model... In a game that takes one hour, if you know the rules really well, which, even if you don't know the rules very well, still only takes you an hour and a half, which is which is a selling point. Is a sell it is a selling point in this day and age. Maybe that's a solution to all these in a big big box uh, like games, virtual games. You just you just stop reading the rules. You just like you read the basic rules and the basic army building stuff. You're like, Do you know what? That's fine. Well, wasn't this like <laughs> wasn't this said when they brought out whichever edition? I know Mike said this. It was like it was brilliant before they started bringing out the code. When you just had yeah for night when they yeah. just had the indices. That was that was it. And Mike said he's been playing <laughs> he's been playing third edition 40k. Out of the back of the book. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. But um, it, it's going to fall into the same holes. Like, it's going to be the same problem we're having with Horus Heresy, where if, as long as everyone's coming to it from the same angle, it's going to be beautiful and fine. Everyone's going to have a great time. But the second one person goes, that's under cost and broken. I'm going to take four of them. Well, that, but, that's, <laughs> but that's the point of, I mean, that's where, it, that's the rub between, are you trying to play it competitively yeah. or are you trying to play it for a narrative? If you're trying to play it for a narrative, you go, we know that's broken. That's not going to lead to a fun challenge so you don't do that whereas if you go i'm playing a tournament you're going to do that because yeah. I, I don't know because it's one of the things like, i've watched things about tournament play and i'm kind of like i get everyone trying to have a nice vibe about oh you meet make new friends fine if you're good people and you play nicely and stuff but there's a point where you i feel like i can see it where it's like you've turned this into a job and yeah. i'm not interested in a job <laughs> It's the, yeah that when you start seeing the tournament players like positioning games of play and it's it's a it's a different game on top of the game yeah that is playing in areas that <laughs> the rules Wax games workshop never anticipated because they are <laughs> they they have they they're more inclined to play like Beer Hammer than I am yeah <laughs> when you hear them talking about when they play the games and when you hear, when you watch their uh, demonstration games and they're kind of forgetting half the rules they wrote well yeah, like, <laughs> like, trust me when it came to like fucking intro game day. Uh, when they brought out a new edition of whatever the fuck. It was like, at, when I was working in GW Ultra, it was like, fuck, I know these rules inside out yet. No way. Or better better yet, when I started working, Lord of the Rings... Oh, let's say, it would been Two Towers That's intro game just been released. That's a really nice rule set. And I was like, I don't know this fucking game. <laughs> and I can remember my mate was like, just four plus. Yeah. And I was like, oh, right, yeah. Okay, four plus for that. Four plus to wound, done. It's, it's really. I reread that rule book quite recently, and it's really nice as a rule set. It's like it's, it's one of the easiest to just kind of read and kind of get a feel for. Like, oh, that's that's how that plays. Well, it's still yeah. It's, didn't it get reused for other things? Yeah, it got reused. The rule set got reused for Wild West for Warhammer Agents Wild West. Ah, uh, never touched that at all. Oh, uh, there was that, and they did a few other ones based off it. Whereas, like, obviously, 
Warmaster is black powder, and that got reused yeah. for Warhammer Ancients. And that's a, I mean, side side kind of tangent. Uh, UK Games Expo uh, rock miniatures, ROK miniatures, yeah. do some really good um, proxy Warmaster miniatures. It's like sixty quid, and you can get okay. three. I think they're are they three D printed? I think they are all three D printed. I've seen some obscenely cheap three D printed ones. And it's like Etsy. there's an undead army, there's an empire army, and it's basically Warmaster. And I'm like, great, I can play Warmaster because that was an amazing rule set. I had some of the models, but I never played a game. So, uh, it's so good. Well, it's it, it, okay. It gives you. You know how sometimes Warhammer on paper is. Sounds better than Warhammer when you fancy when you play it. Warmaster, so simple, but tactically, you you get oh, there's the cat going mad. You get all the right things where you get um, it's a, you get like wheel uh, what is it cartwheeling of the army. So if okay. you try and outflank, they just start dance. Yeah, they go into a little spinny dance, and I've seen that happen, and it's like yeah, it, evidence that it's a great. Uh, Simulationist kind of uh, rule system. Well, next time I see one of those cheap armies pop up on Etsy or eBay, I'll learn. Yeah, I will definitely be getting some of that. Um, right, where are we on time? Oh, we've got plenty of time. We've got still 15 minutes a while to wrap this up. Okay, uh, so epic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's cut to the chase because they actually just shown off like today the um, the yeah, actual rules. rules yeah. It's epic. It's epic space for second. Well. It's just Epic Space Marine. Yeah. It's, what, they just shortened the... They just adjusted the ranges of things? It's, so in, it's in inches now, not centimetres. Ooh! Because yeah. blue whippy sticks are out. Has it got the th- extra three millimetres from Warcraft? <laughs> that's a fucking brilliant errata. That is such a fucking brilliant... So that was in... What's that? That's in the new starter box, isn't it? Warcry. That the range reeler is three millimetres too long on the end so the first inch is too long is that is that too, is that tournament legal though because is it falling into that same I'm like, fucking taking it to a tournament because like um, the cardboard dreadnought from the second issue box that's still tournament legal as a, yeah yeah as a yeah. So, yeah. Um, so but yeah so epic like how do you feel that it's second edition epic basically I mean it's, it's a solid rule set from what I played and it's just I mean the devil's gonna be in the details yeah and it's like but the, from, the, from the look of it the floor looks nice and the the list building looks a little more natural than some of, some of the bits from Epic, but oh yeah, classic Epic with the little detachment cards yeah. was a pain in the fucking ass. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, is it? I mean, I'm gonna. I will say, I really enjoyed Epic Forty Thousand, and I've said this standing chambers numerous times. I thought it was a fucking great rule set. Yeah, it's nice. And I don't know why people were so aggressively like hating on it. I think because everyone has their favourite version of Epic. Of course. And everything that isn't that is wrong and, and bad. Because <laughs> um, it had like great mechanics of like, because of obviously the way how firepower worked to do blast markers, how that affected morale, and that then affected how those things fought. I really, as a system, that's really elegant, and I wish more, yeah. I wish more Games Watch games would rip that off, because it worked really well for Well, them. yeah, they, if they just bring back Battlefleet Gothic, just <laughs> as is, we'd be happy. But, um, yeah, I think the thing I'm... I think the thing which will make the decision for me on Epic is how far they rein in the rules for Titans. Because we have Adeptus Titanicus, which is a fucking amazing... Like, I, I love that rule set, because you can actually simulate other games with it. But what I don't want in Epic is the Imperator, the Imperator Titan 
management cheat <laughs> where you had to you play... generate plasma and then allocate the plasma counters to the weapons and to the shields. You don't want to play Titanic as well, you're trying to play Epic at the No, same time. no, no, <laughs> fuck that shit. That would be, that just, oh no, I'm just thinking about that. Like literally, I remember my, my friend who had Epic Titan Legions, we were playing it and he had to have, we were playing flo- Epic yeah. on the floor because that's the only way you can get a yes. six foot by four foot table to play Epic. And he had to have, like, the coffee table to manage his titan. And I was just like, it was madness. Absolute madness. There you are, like, 14, you know, 15 years old trying to manage this stupid, stupid rule system. Hey, those life skills will be with you for the rest of your life. Oh, and fuck (laughs) And also, I was looking at a PDF of of Space Ring. Up, down, left, right, um, the targeting dice. Oh, Christ. Yeah, right? What the fuck is that about? I think about a PTSD flashback there. <laughs> I was just like, oh no. Like, so you have to. Because that was really bonkers because it was like you aim at something, you shoot at it. If you hit, you have to choose a square that's visible and then roll the dice to see what square on the thing you actually hit, which means you could actually still miss. Which, what's the point in that? If you've hit, you've hit, surely. Or if it's behind cover, if it's a box that's something that portion of the time that's behind cover then you've hit the building it's like so what was the role what was the point of the role to hit in the fucking first place I'm like in, I'm, in, I'm getting flashbacks from my recent game heresy which is brought about the scatter dice which has been real fun <laughs> oh well then you you'd love Adeptus Titanicus Titanicus is scatter dice mm. is but that's great because <laughs> um because it's fun firing volcano cannons that delete entire units of uh, knights <laughs> That's that's the game style. Um, no, I think and like obviously Necromunda like scatter templates are great. I think it's just that we're in that world where we've got mainline forty k has no templates. I don't know how I feel about that still. Like I like a bit of plastic that glues and crack up after like three games. I like I like my flavor templates. Although I've never I don't think I've ever taken a flamer unit in a by choice in any game system. Sad flamer templates apart from Necromunda, yeah, but still. The worst could be thud gun template. <laughs> Oh, this, with little uh, split pins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a classic. And, oh, what was the other crazy templates that were? Um, the Dark Imperium expand. Oh, uh, what was that? There's the one that was like a... a, a I want to say it was a semicircle and it projected forward. Yeah. And then the other bonkers one was in Epic was in Epic Space Marine 2nd Edition for the Eldar Wave Serpents. So you had... Oh, because it's like the plough thing, didn't we? If you could yeah, you yeah. had a plough. Any shot coming out the front, you had an armour save from that, but then you could release it as a weapon. I was like, what the fuck is this? So it's like, yeah, God. Oh, oh yeah, too many flashbacks of crazy templates <laughs> in boxes of literally your expansion for Chaos was like, what, a booklet? And then all the unit cards and then fucking templates galore of like blast markers and shit. It's just... Yeah, the Dark Millennium box set for the second edition of 40k, and just like opening up that, it's like a box set sized um, box, and it's just weird it chunks. It's just all card. It's all like mission oh, cards, war gear cards, and psychic cards. Wasn't and... there a template that was used? No, it wasn't in. It wasn't for. It wasn't in 40k. It was in Epic for the Tyranids, and it wasn't quite a spray template. It it was a spray bubbly, bubbly. that had bubbles at the yeah, end. Yeah, I remember Why, that. What the fuck is that? That was, I mean, that's kind of, it's a weird nostalgia that you go, there were so many weird templates for almost every weapon or psychic going, like, whereas 
we don't I mean yeah they've simplified it but how far is too simple I don't know <laughs> I don't know I feel conflicted you want, uh, you want that bubbly template back you want the cool little bubbles yeah uh, yeah with new epic the, the new name falls out my head almost instantly after I read it Legions Imperialis thank you yeah <laughs> Uh, my no, sorry, is it Legions Imperialis? Or is it Imper- Legio Imperialis? Or, or is it Imperial Legions? No, it's Legions Imperialis. Mm, okay. I, I'm, I'm just salty that it's not got Xenos, because I've got my nice little... I know! I've got my Eldar um, Same. epic army, and I, I bought some of the um, Aeronautica Eldar um, flyers, because they were cute, Yeah. and painted up in my Yandicles. They're fucking amazing. And, like, and they're now... And I've got I've got a couple of knights I built using like modern forty k. It looks cute, and I was all ready to go. And I was like quite proud of that thing. I'm ready. For Give that. me my fucking Eldar army for Epic right now. I mean, they were around in thirty k. That's fine. As long yeah. As like, I mean, depending on what wiki you read, well, like, stuff around. Uh, I mean, Eldar are pretty much as they are now, but some of the aspect temples have not been established and spread out. But that is fine. They're you... a bit post fucked in the head though, because like you know they're they've had a few hundred years. It's fine. It's not, it's oh, like... since the fall, since Lanesh just ate hey. like most of the race. I mean, I mean, take take Black Library with a pinch of salt if you care. But like, there's a few um, Eldar encounters in there, which is very much it's just Eldar. <laughs> I mean, orcs would be good. Yeah, or, again, orcs, nothing changed. But to be honest, as, apart from Tower and Tyranids, you could bring most of the forces back. You could even bring Necrons back, because they were, they were hopping around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The great line in um, Infinite and the Divine, where it's like, oh, the humans and their silly civil war. <laughs> so it's just basically passing. What's another faction that'd be really good in Epic that time period? I'd like to see, actually, a Xenos army, which doesn't yeah. exist anymore. The Rangda. Mm. They, were, they were rampant. They basically took nearly 100 years to wipe out during the heresy. I think every legion had to fight them. Nearly killed the uh, Dark Angels. <sighs> I think there's a few. A few Xenos races would be really good. Yeah. Especially if you have it in that scale. Yeah. It's just a shame that... Well, it's just a shame we don't... Like, Aeronautica is essentially retired yeah. for now. Um, I'm sure they'll bring... It, I'm sure they'll see it as a bit of a waste. I think, obviously, it's part of a... You know, if you take a step back, you know it's because it's a stop brand confusion. Yeah. Because people go, well... This says Aeronautica, and that says Legions Imperialis, and that says Adeptus of Titanicus. Why don't they work together? And they'll be like, but they do. The models do. And I think this is a, it's a triple whammy where they're obviously putting quite a lot of um, hype effort into this, and it's obviously going to be like big brand boxes. It's not going to be quite as small as, say, Aeronautica was, where it's just yeah. a metal set specialist game. This is going to be one of the big box games, and it does mean they can reuse all of those molds. <laughs> Well, at least a fair chunk of those yeah. and you look how much Gears Workshop are spending on lasting models. I've still got um, what the fuck are they called what's the is it Storm Raptors no what's the the, the shooty one is the Storm Eagle oh sorry the transport was a Storm Eagle and the shooty was a Fire Raptor yeah I've got yeah. those put together yeah. with the little sponsor yeah, yeah, yeah they're cute they are neat I'm literally just what is it spray I think I just spray them a light grey and then I hit them with Blood Angels red contrast oh, contra- and it's like done like, like, Games Workshop don't shout about how beautiful it is painting epic scale models with contrast paints. They need it's to, relaxing. It's beautiful because that's what that's why I started doing my Eldar like last year because I, I, it was when I was moving house and I had nothing unpacked and I just found like a little shoe, shoe box with some of my old Eldar in and all I had like painted splashes was like a few contrast paints and a white spray. So I just like fuck it, I fancy painting like spray that. So the question is then, what Legion are you gonna do? I really don't know. I'm doing Blood Angels because I'm already all in on that. I've. Because I am a sucker. I have three legions already in 40k. I've got White Scars up 3k. I've got Blood Angel up to 4k. I've got Empress Children up to 4k. <laughs> and I've also got a Dark Mech Army. <laughs> yeah. I've got a problem. But um, 
but the the white scars and blood angels have been painted and based in matching stuff because I'm kind of going for a siege of terror. Um, yeah. Next one for that would be Imperial Fists, so I can have the Siege of Terror kind of loyalist factions. And do I just bypass that and go for Imperial Fists for my for Imperial my... Fists? Be would look fucking cool in yeah, that. Yeah, and I, I, like I, I painted my end, so I know that yellow contrast looks real nice on them. Yeah, so, I'm quite tempted, but uh, I think I'm going to buy some of the really printed ones on Etsy next week. Cause, yeah, just get like around the pack of tanks, like so for someone just to do some paint tests. Yeah, I've got like in the epic box. Because I'm going to keep all that. I, I was thinking, should I sell it? I was like, no, I'm going to keep that for playing Epic 40,000. Those Rhinos aren't that much smaller than the new ones as well. So No, but it's interesting because obviously when you increase a man by, let's just say he's increased by like 10% in height, that's 10% on every millimetre that he is in height. You do that on every millimetre within a Titan, you understand why things are as big as they are yeah, now. Like the Warlord Titan with a twice the size, isn't it? It's huge! Um, and tiles, tiles for ter- for the the city train. Um, mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, basically, they've already said they've just like what play three thousand points yeah. on a like. First of all, how many models is three thousand points? That's going to be two boxes I'm, of yeah. Point. I'm going to guess the two factions are going to be both formations of one thousand five hundred points. Yeah, and then you can combine them to one three thousand point army. Or I, I, yeah. I've got a feeling, but that's. That's based on nothing. <laughs> it's based on nothing. I mean, it's based on um, the Age of Darkness box, which yeah. you know, if you kind of if you have that box for yourself, you've pretty much got an army in the box. But they've said it's like what four foot by five foot, I and I think that's because they're basically doing that kind of tight uh, adeptus Titanicus thing, where you leave a foot over for your cards, and for life. your cards and shit. <laughs> so to me, that says a four foot by four foot table is more than big enough for a a game that doesn't take all evening. Yeah. So I think that's what I'm essentially going to aim for always playing is that scale. That's what I'm hoping for because I'm getting a four foot by four foot board for my house. <laughs> yeah, and I've got, like, like I said, I've got shit loads of terrain because I've just built a whole load more for um, Adeptus Titanicus, which you have yet to play. No, because well, I'm scared I'm going to like it and I have to buy another box set. <laughs> yeah, but, it's, you be, but remember, every Titan you buy... Is a Titan for for Legion's Imperial. <laughs> a, t- a Titan's not just for Christmas, it's for Epic. It's for Epic and for Adeptus Titanicus. Um, right. We will wrap up. The other other things gaming wise, I've still yet to play War Machine, even though I've painted the starter ones. There's some actual cool shit coming out soon. So at Gen Con, they are bringing out the two army boxes for the uh, what are they called think Chris you write for the fucking company Brace <laughs> uh, too full of them uh, what's, what's the serial box description of them they're, they're basically dark elves but they they're, they're, oh. it's what it's Eos but they went undead okay. um, they're called Dusk Dusk okay. Faction so they've got um, new style um, I say mecha but you know, their war machines, their, um, what are they called? I can never remember the terms right now. Myrmidons, Myrmidons, yeah. And weird elves. So they've got things that still look like elves, and they've got elves that have obviously gone full undead, and this is how they survived the death of their gods. So you've got that as a faction. And then the other faction, because War Machine Hordes now is a single brand as War Machine, is their first, what I would call, Hordes Army, which is the new Trollkin army, yeah. which is the Brian 
Brian, uh, Brian Blood Marauders. The pirates. Uh, <laughs> the pirates rocking, and there's a fucking pirate model you can get. A war cat. I say war cat. Warlock. He's got a starfish on the shoulder holding the fucking pistol. Cat's gone mad. <laughs> um, and so that's really exciting. So I do need to put... You know, it's like £135, basically, for an army box. It's like... Uh, and it's when it's a game where... I need to have people that I can play against. It's kind of like, oh, then I need to buy two armies. So yeah. I'm kind of waiting for the units to be individually available. Yeah. And right now it's more, I guess it's easier for them to just ship entire army boxes. So we'll see with that. Plus, yeah. I mean, game-wise, though, rules-wise, I think it's still pretty much like third edition second edition War Machine you, the app is really nice now yeah. Games Workshop still is not that good I'm, I'm so, like because I was playing around with the app when they did the free version of the 40k one and it's, yeah. it's quite nice it's, it's fine it's good enough but they've done the same thing they've locked it behind uh, Plus, and they've locked all of the actual useful features behind owning the codex and it's just come on well the new <laughs> one isn't behind the codex because they don't have any but it is going to be locked yeah. behind Warhammer Plus which I guess makes Warhammer Plus subscription more worthwhile than what Warhammer Plus is currently. Yeah, just about. <laughs> the question is, is is that going to be, this comes back to the comparison to War Machine, will that be the one way they deliver, the main way they deliver rules? Like, do you need to have a codex? At the rate that Games Workshop does errata, buying a codex feels fucking pointless. <laughs> like, because it just gets updated too quickly and, and you're like, well, what's the point? Like, because... I mean, I mean, I've bought that Blood Angels Codex like four times now, five times now. <laughs> I've got them all on my sh- I've got the Eldar Codex in a nice shelf, like straight from um, from second edition, pretty much most editions away. Look quite nice in the shelf, but there's only so many times you can read like <laughs> fall of their well, own hubris. That's, well, that's the thing. You can only read so many times. And so that kind of brings you back to the point of, is a co- should a codex be something more narrative driven and have you know your painting guides and your tactics guides for that edition and specific scenarios so a bit more maybe a bit more like with the arcs of omen books i was gonna say like not sound like a fanboy but the first edition horus heresy all their faction stuff would released as like campaign books the back yeah. books, where you get like um big campaign setting and then three faction rules in the back and then a bit of um added units for everything else just at the back and it was a really nice way of doing it now like they were like hundred pound leather bound tomes, and they, yeah. they, did, they did like a cheap 40, uh, 40 pound paperback, but literally nobody even bought those. But I really like that as a, a rules delivery system, and the stuff like Arcs of Omen and yeah. the kind of every edition have been quite a nice way of having something similar to that. But that wouldn't be the worst way of delivering this. But, you do, <sighs> but then you end up in the same situation where with a lot of things where you end up having to carry four books for some faction you want to take. Yeah, well then that brings back to like if you subscribe to an app that is actually always up to date. Yeah. If, is that better? Because generally these days, I think back in the day, people were like, "Oh, an app," but what if what if your phone's not charged? That's le- or what if you don't have Wi-Fi? And it's like these things have kind of been massaged away as as issues. Uh, I think, yeah, I think most of it comes down to whichever financial directors in terms of this, these decisions at Games Workshop looking at their looking at their bottom lines for printing printing uh, books, yeah, printing cards making models and they're going okay at some point the amount of money that's costing us to print these rules and the amount we're making is 
either too, not enough or too much, yeah, yeah. and that, that'll be it, literally cut it off. Or they'll look at the fact that 3D printing is taking over and other companies' stuff's kicking on, and they're like, okay, we need, to, we need to make more money on the books, so we need to make sure they definitely need the books. Yes, it's, yeah. It's, to be pragmatic, Games Workshop do make most of their rules decisions and game design decisions based around the financial ramifications of it. Well, yeah, obviously. Any company's going to do that. I mean, Games Workshop primarily does that. Um, other crazy shit. Oh, my God. So, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna paint. I'd, I'd love to paint some War Machine stuff. Oh, I, I've got to paint my Tyranids. There's that, that box there is just filled with Tyranids. And another. I've done 20 Tyranids. There's another 20 on sprues because I've got twice the amount. And then I'm like thinking, how am I going to paint that? Oh, yeah, that's going to be a spray and some contrast and done. Because real, I say real painting because real painters don't use contrast paints, do they? Of course <laughs> they fucking do. Um, so that there is the tiny version of, that's the, the, that's the actual game piece size version of the Kingdom Death Ezra the Dead something. Um, just for our listeners, this is a quite curvaceous model, and he says, <laughs> he says tiny, but this is... It's they're quite large. It's about I'm not four talking, inches tall. I'm not talking about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, compared to... Uh, yeah, compared she, to so... Uh, there's a Space Marine's head is at breast height, which is... <laughs> <just> yeah. <laughs> so, so I've got the gambler's chest. It's already started turning up in people's... I say turn up in people's mailboxes. No, it's far too big for that. It's bigger than the Kingdom Death box. So the Kingdom Death box is the same size... No, it's not. It's not. It's, it's, pre- it's pretty big. You could... It's twice the size of Leviathan in in volume. Yeah. You could fit a couple of large cats in there quite comfortably. Yeah. Gambler's chest is that and half again, I believe, <laughs> in size. Uh, someone took a picture with their, I think, five-year-old lying next to it and they were like this is the size of this box and I was like for fuck's sake <laughs> so that's arriving with some massive fucking miniatures in it that and a whole advanced campaign system which uh, I think is going to be really fun to play because it's I haven't played Kingdom Death in a while and it's much more fun in co-op so there's about 50 I think it's something like about 30 or more miniatures of like this that have Jeez. individual specific uh, poses rather than being multi-part poseable like original Kingdom Death and then there's three large monsters and other and then and then basically a toddler's weight in card like that's how you know it's a good board game that's, it's a good board game that's how you know it's a good board game if you've got enough cards to if you put in a sack you can beat some to death with it that's the best it's, board game yeah and I've already seen people like post up pictures of the the, the gambler so have you seen the gambler so the gambler's like this um, crazy dude that carries a ball made of people so while it's putting gambler's chest you can hear us typing this is getting as always very um, bloodborne slash dark souls well yeah um, so it's this dude he's got a ball oh, yeah. made of people and that is a I want to say that's about a 70mm base oh my gosh okay that's I don't know if they've got other pictures of it as it's, scale. It's it's Atlas, but with uh, people ball. And then the other stuff coming with it is like this weird crocodile that's made of fingers. And then there's Atlas, which is evil Santa. And then there's uh, there's some other bits that'll be... Oh, there's Atlas. There's I, feel, Atlas. I feel like so many of the creature designs for Kingdom Death is just putting random scary words into a hat and drawing them out. It's like, okay, it's a worm and he's well, got eyeballs for... 
Eyeballs fingers. For, eyeballs for fingers. <laughs> and pe- fingers for spine. And penises for toes and... And just, just yeah. bristling with breasts. Um, <laughs> bristling with breasts. Well, it's Brist- not that bad. I do have, th- I do have that model, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the one that has a skirt made of severed penises. That's Satan. I wouldn't say this thing thinks it's Satan. I'd say it is Satan. She has a skirt of severed penises. I love that Kingdom of Death is just doing what people pretend that Slanesh is about. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, the thing I've because I, I, I watched, finally, I've watched all of the two seasons of the most recent Berserk anime. Yeah. Because that's a, a main uh, inspiration behind Kingdom Death. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is this is what it's about. Yeah. Show me the good stuff. Just cut straight to the source. Because if. It's, if you go to Berserk, then that's where Dark Souls and Bloodborne got their stuff. Yeah, and right. Then that's kind of going like it's, it's, a shame, it's, it's a through line. It's a shame the Dark Souls. I will say this. I will say this every fucking time. The Dark Souls miniatures board game suck donkey cock. It, it was shit. Yeah, well, I've never played it, but from the hype that was up around it as it was coming out, and then everyone got their box set, and I've heard nobody talk about it afterwards. So James got it. He got every fucking expansion with it, and he played it. And when he was living in Sheffield. I played it, and we went through the whole phase where you go, you do a room, you kill the monsters that spawn there, then you do the next room, kill the monsters that spawn there, then you do the next room, kill someone, invariably die. You go back to the, the home base, you tick off one of your lives, sparks, where the fuck we spend your XP that goes through a deck of cards looking for ones that you might be able to use, because the deck contains all potential cards for all the character types. So you may not even get good draws, of anything you can use because you're not either you can't use it or you don't have enough experience so that's fun so they're just trying to rip and then to get through to where you were before everything respawns exactly the same way you had before so you have to do the same rooms again with all the same monsters so they're just trying to replicate the, the loop of the video game even the fact that the loop of the video game is fun because those counters are fun <laughs> and you can feel yourself getting better at them each time and that's that's the whereas that's Kingdom the Death if you fail at a hunt you recover what you can yeah. and you have to keep going on so even though you might go we're going to hunt the same monster again how you get to the monsters different because you have the whole hunt process and the monsters AI cards might be different which the the um, Dark Souls miniatures ball game does for the boss battle but you don't have to do that grind Mm. to get there the grind is every monster every showdown monster that is your grind your grind is to get through all 30 years of fighting horrific monsters (laughs) if you get there so i'm yeah dead excited because there's so many nice miniatures that i am waiting for like uh oh god can we see some bigger pictures on the internet of this people can't see this but i'm i'm just like it's showing off now there's there's just some horrible horrible monsters some of these i haven't backed but there's some which i have um but no, like it, it was very telling after Dark Souls came out because I'd never heard anyone talk about playing the game. I just saw the models pop up as like monsters in D and D games I was playing at friends' houses. <laughs> I was like, that monster looks familiar. Really it's one of the Dark Souls one. It'll be great as a RPG. They're meant to be doing an RPG at that, some point. I mean, that makes way more sense. Um, oh, there we go. That's a cool one. So that's that is a uh, lion lion armor set fighter. 
but as you can see, it's a more dynamic pose, whereas like the more original types were kind of like that's, that's, just, uh, that's just guts. That's just guts. <laughs> I've already got. I've got guts. I've got the original version they did. That was kind so of the guts. The, the, the original character did not steal. But the the first set of miniatures were a bit more like um, this. So you can see that yeah. that while they're multi-part and poseable, they're they're still a bit static unless you really know what you do, which comes back to the whole problem of the old multi-part poseable space marines, where really there were only a few poses where you can make space marines look good, otherwise they'll look a bit dorky yeah. or tripping over things. Um, which kind of is the rub between multi-part and monopose versus that we have now with GW versus multi-part poseable, because I kind of like what we have now. It, to a point, yeah. Like, because the uh, the new um, space marines for the new Horus Heresy box, they've got five poses. Which, if you're having like forty in your army, it gets a bit boring. And especially because I'm doing stuff like because they're all bulk marines, I'm trying to give them like combat weapons. For, like, yeah, spoilers. I think the units call for some reason rather than salt marines. But yeah, um, the second you start kind of like playing around with spare arms and stuff, you fall into that trap where unless you have the arms in about three different poses, they just don't work with the way the legs are posed and where the heads posed. Yeah, it's yeah, it's. It's a delicate balance, but it does mean we've, we're depriving the world of all the beautiful, really wonky space marines that everyone built when they were hmm. about ten, where they've just got guns out in the air. Uh. <laughs> um, right, let's wrap up. Um, you've been re- I've, I've not read anything Black Library. I hardly ever get a chance to like pick Ooh. up something, because I'm generally writing shit. For- I think last month I finished... Um, End and Death, the penultimate book in the Horus Heresy um, Siege of Terror by Dan Abner, which is quite nice. It's yeah. quite good. It's, I mean, th- this point in this in the siege, it is unbelievably bleak and everything's awful and everything's on fire and basically half of Earth is in the warp now. Yeah. And they're actually doing, this is the first book, because it's been like ongoing for the last like Siege of Terror, a few Siege of Terror books, and this is the first one that you actually feel like Nothing is like spaces stop working, time stop working. People are like fighting battles for fifty years, yeah. and then turn in a corner and realize they've only been a week. It's, it's that level of messed up, and there's hmm. and he somehow managed to weave in a few surprises into the fact that the emperor is going to beam to Horus's ship and fight Horus, and Sanguinis is going to be there, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, have a bad yeah. time. Uh, that that was actually really good, and I'm very very excited for the final part because it mm. it, end, it ends on probably where you expect it to. <laughs> Uh, I've just finished the the Lion, the oh. Return of the Lion in into the era of forty k, and that again really good because as a Primarch, the Lion in the Horror Heresy books never really jumped out. He's always a bit bit bland and stern. Yeah, but they've actually done quite a good job of giving his own character on this, and he's a grumpy old man now. <laughs> what that's going to mean with respect to Cipher? That's the next book. It's just uh, just I think it's out of literally this week. That's why I wanted to read this because I wonder what's going on with uh, Cipher because. Mm. It's it's on the it's on the cover art. It's like yeah. first three pages, but basically the lion comes back. He's away from everything, and he's been guided towards the fallen, and he's basically recruiting them. Oh, cool! The, he's he's basically spent the last ten thousand years into in a pocket dimension that's yeah. not isolated from time, so he has aged. Because there's a is a fantastic like it's about quite early on. Like he's he's he's, he's woke up. He's discombobulated. He's fighting one of the fallen, going, "What's wrong with me? What ails me?" It's like my lord. You've aged! <laughs> the years have played their toll! Dude, you fucking old! <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a damn nice little read, and it does a nice job of having quite high stakes with a very limited cast and crew of like just, is a, a chaos warband 
there's a few scattered space marines, there's a lion, there's a bunch of humans that are definitely going to die. Yeah, it's fun. Um, Let's say I'm doing some roleplay writing currently for Cubicle 7 that I'm going to finish up like this week, I hope. Uh, that's all I'm going to say on that front. Um, <laughs> classified, just like Classified. <laughs> but related, I, I have been dipping my toe every so often into playing some more Dark Tide. Oh. They've added some good stuff, so like environmental stuff. Like it's actually really creepy. You know, when you go into a hab zone and it's misty and even darker and you can just see the yellowy green glow of pox walker eyes and you're like oh that's a lot of eyes you're like heavy bolter well not heavy <laughs> but bolt gun i wish it was a heavy bolter a bolt gun still does the job um no it's still really good fun it's 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 a great little um it is a i say a great little game it is a good game um I and i do need to play some more of that it is a graphics hog but it is beautiful i was about to say because my, my pc's getting i can run vermin tide one two okay but i'm not i'm not tried i really want to sit and play again this is all a question of like time isn't it it's like <laughs> if you're not, if you're not painting some toy soldiers i'll be writing something if i'm not writing i should be playing a computer game if i'm not doing that i want to run some role play so um uh, what was it? I need to play some Total War Warhammer because that's like fun. Like that's a game that's just perfect. Because um, I've been having the urge to reinstall um, Dawn of War one and two. Oh wow! It's, it's, it's been a decade since I've done that. And <laughs> so, yeah, that's where I'm up to with kind of like hobby-related stuff. Uh, like I say, Necromunda second phase of second half of the campaign's beginning, and I've read up the two expansion books that are the. Necromunda campaign, like narrative campaign, and there's some fun stuff there to do as well. So that might be a campaign to do in the near future. But I think my main thing once Necromunda is wrapped up is it's got to be some Warcry. It's yeah. got to be a Warcry campaign. I'm gonna buy some and doing it. You got me. I got you in. <laughs> you got and in. I've got too many warbands. There's like too many warbands to choose from. So. <laughs> I could make a few fair few warbands with the models I already have, but I'm looking at the be- the royal beast sort beast hunts or whatever called. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, royal beast flares. That I want the weird monkey. I want the I want actual nice like fleshy to cause models because those old ones are <laughs> looking real rough now. So yeah, to wrap up, what's a um? So what's a an ultimate ultimate questionable hot take of 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 wargaming right now? <clears throat> um. It's not questionable. Everyone should just play Gaslands. It's the best game. Yeah, you bought me the fucking book and, <laughs> and miniatures. I've yet to fucking it's play it. Absolutely fantastic. It's a, it's a great game that no one plays. Uh, yeah, because I got some... Yeah, because you got... I did get some extra resin bits for it, yeah. so I do need to play it. I do need to sit down and just... Anyone can play... Just buy the book for like a tenner on Amazon and then you just steal some Hot Wheels from a kid. Paint it black, stick some guns on it. Come yeah. up to a kid in the, in the streets, the punch him out, take, the, the it, take his Hot Wheels. The small, you can take the Hot Wheels, it's fine. Um, yeah, and God, oh yeah, I just like thinking, I could do a really easy paint job, but just like dirty down rust on. That's like pretty much what I did on, on them. It's really satisfying. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. I have to see how it compares. Yeah, actually, I really do, you do need to demo it for me because yeah. it would be really interesting how that compares to um, Necromunda vehicles. I'm sure it's actually much better what it does. Uh, my hot take is, uh, uh, oh, let's see. It's not really a hot take, but we need to play, um, Batman miniatures game, because I've got, um, I've got Batman and, uh, some Arkham guards. I've got Two-Face with some 
some goons, and I've got the Joker with some goons and some escaped Arkham inmates, and I've got Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy with some plants, and Catwoman, all from they're the designs that the Arkham okay. Arkham City, well, the Arkham computer game series yeah. designs. I just want to play that because because on paper, Batman Third Edition is actually really interesting. First Edition sucked so much. Like, I have never seen a more complicated system. <laughs> and, and second wasn't much better, so... I mean, I do like the mechanic around, basically, the closer you are to light, the easier you are to hit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And every, everything's almost got an infinite range on guns. Yeah. It's all about being proximity to light. Um, probably, probably as I saw uh, someone, um, their, their board they made for that, they built, like, this beautiful city board, and they'd put, like, actual LEDs yeah. in it, and, like, they'll show it posing, they fucking got, like, a little fog machine, and they're posing, like, using that as their reference, I'm like, oh, it's me swallow now, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I've got, obviously, up the, they're over there, they're somewhere, um, they're gone. Oh, no, they're, they're behind up there somewhere, there's my buildings for it, which are, like, yeah. MDF buildings. Um, yeah, I think that's it, for now. Um, yeah, so we'll start, what, anyone's got, other hot takes on shit. Uh, we'll mostly podcast. Uh, it'll be nice to do it monthly. We'll try and keep monthly as things come out and play some games and talk more in depth of, I guess, 10th edition and more Warcry would be good to talk about initially, unless we have to play Epic. Yeah, uh, we speak with authority then after playing one game. Yeah, we'll speak with authority after one game of 40k. <laughs> That's the most authority you can ever have is play one game and go, it's shit. So you're going to say the post, post the uh, title of it is like, Games Workshop's worst game ever. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> no, and then and then I'll break your mind with Kingdom Death because that box will be here and I'll be like, here, let us play. Play everyone's souls are trapped and and are being assaulted by a legion of walking dildos because that's basically the game. No, it's not that bad. It really isn't that bad. People have looked at go, you must be deranged for playing it. It's Chris, not. Chris, how many booby ladies models are there in the box? In that box, none. <laughs> no, oh, okay. There's female figures, <laughs> but they're not. There's no monsters covered in orifices. There's well, I just actually that's wrong because it's the gambling of the ball making people. That's awful. Um, and I will watch some more crazy anime to inspire my painting for it. I don't know what I'm going to watch after watching Berserk. Um, I, I recommend Baki. That's um... what. <laughs> oh God. Oh no 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 no. Uh, I'll, I'll be watching more Hellraiser. That's what I need to watch okay, more of. Fair. We've got the entire Hellraiser collection now. Every single Hellraiser film, and one of them stars Henry Cavill. I think stars is a stretch. Henry Cavill is in it. He's in it with some of the worst fucking dialogue. Um, though if you want some really great dialogue, watch the Rutger Hauer film Split Second. I've not seen that. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, you got to watch the trailer first, then okay. watch the film. It's on Amazon right now. You can watch it. You can okay. watch it tonight. It's, it's beautiful. I love a bit of Rutger Hauer. It's set in London. <laughs> okay. uh, and we will do some roleplay at some point because I want to get back into playing... Um, I want to do Imperial Maledictum. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd still need to play Morkdorf as well. Uh, and, and, and Cyborg. 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 Um, oh, and I need to get on, um, I need to talk to, uh, I need to interview Thomas Pernan about Trench Crusade, which is a nice kind of gothic World War I uh, uh, war game. I've got a miniature from that coming because I backed the Kickstarter. Is it historical? No. Okay. <laughs> no, it's like, it's literally trenches and crusade. It's just called that. It looks kind of, it's kind of got that whole 
turnip 21 kind of look, oh, okay, but yeah. with more goth, okay, less nice, turnips. Nice. Um, yeah, so that's it. So, yeah, you know where to find us, Dark Days Radio, just darkdays at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to listen, if you want to look at pictures, you can find my threads. You'll find us all on threads as well, actually. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. You'll find all the links in the show notes. You'll find Mark's link in the show note to his conversions and minis and painting. Yeah, no- Noctilith paintworks. Noctilith paintworks. I don't paint on porcelain there anywhere near as much as I should, but there's stuff on there. And, and very soon I'll be painting more boobies from Kingdom <laughs> Death. That's really what it's about. No, it, it really isn't. I keep insisting it's not. It fucking ain't. Oh, you can have this, actually, because I've got, I've got a spare of this. You can have a um, Kingdom Death Kingsman. Thank you. I'm I've already got one. And I'm going to use contrast paints on it. Oh, how dare you just use contrast? Heretic. <laughs> heretic. Right, we're going to stop it there. So, bye. Cheers, bye.